You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Hello, Susan. We're back again. Again. Seems like forever. (laughs) Actually, it feels like I spent the night here and we were just here. (laughs) Yeah. Life is good. 2024 will have arrived by the time this one airs. Yes. And we're going to welcome that in because 2023 sucked. (laughs) 2022 sucked. So 2024 has got to be a better year. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not a whole lot new here since we were last on, but um, we'll be having some stuff hopefully to update people on as the year is rolling on. I'm going to be up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in April with the Washington State Narcotics Officers Conference and looking forward to that. And I'm sure there'll be other stuff happening between now and then. We we will be having the second annual Chris for our softball tournament in about... Two weeks, two to th- yeah, two and a half two, weeks, yeah, maybe three weeks because yeah. I think this will this is airing the, the very first, first part yeah. of January. Yep, we're excited about that and honoring him this again this year. And right. all I can say is the police better win this year. <laughs> yeah, those damn slab savers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what we're gonna do with those people, but we may have to change the rules next year. If they win again, it's gonna be fire has to run clockwise around the base <laughs> twice because um, we you know or i'm gonna have to start keeping score or something something's yeah. gonna have to change we can't have them we can't have them win two years in a row or we just need to please to step it up yeah we need ferrara up there going okay boys here's how uh, you need to be playing so uh yeah who's our guest today our guest today is from chicago the ooh, windy city Ooh, a little chilly up there uh, i think <laughs> mark hamberlin he's a Police District Council member, elected official there for the 8th District. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing awesome. I am doing absolutely awesome. Good. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Fill us in because none of us really know much about how that works and when it came into existence, this whole concept, I guess, of what a civilian review. Is that kind of what it liaison well, you already have that in step with Chicago. You have COPA, but this was a position um, that was created when uh, Laquan McDonald, um, he ended up getting uh, killed a few years ago in the city of Chicago. Uh, officer shot this young man uh, 16 times. Okay. So they end up creating this position because of that. Um, and that's how that came into fruition. Um, I mean, I, I love police. Half my family is police officers. Um, but on the other hand, on the other hand, uh, guys as friends of mine, the guy was actually walking away mm-hmm. and he got shot 16 times. So that's something that a lot of officers said it shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the guy shot him 16 times, but sure. uh, that's why this position was created um, it- to actually have some type of uh, to, you know, have I'm the community uh, engagement chair so what i do is i'm more hands-on and getting the community to work with the police to to you know find some common ground good because like i tell everybody in life you got you got bad exterminators what yep. i do you got bad teachers 
doctors. Uh, apples and you got bad doctors. My yep. wife is a psychiatrist. You got bad psychiatrist. So don't point one person out. Judge that person for who, who they are. I mean, I'm a politician now, but I don't think it's too many politicians that can outwork me because not only am I a politician, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a IHSA rep. I do baseball, softball, football, basketball, union steward for budget rent a car, and with my fraternity, I've given out 200 scholarships, and I'm a licensed exterminator. Nice. So. Um, a little busy. Most a little busy. politicians only, yeah. Most politicians only care about themselves. Let's not play games, and let's yep. not, you know, deal with, uh, you know, sure. uh, being in la la, being in la la land. I tell the truth because it's, it's three things I think politicians should do, and that's I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, you should take care of three three uh, people: seniors, middle aged people, and young people. It's simple. We make it harder than what it is. Amen to that. I like those seniors first, too. Absolutely. I'm right up there with you. If if everybody could put all hands on deck and work together, Mm -hmm. we'll be in a better situation because you look in marriage. I've been married 21 years. If you don't put your half and that half together, you're not going to win. Yep. Simple. Just like in in teamwork and and sports. If you all don't work together, guess what? You're going to lose. Yeah. It's simple. We make it harder than what it is. It's actually really simple. Well, let me ask you this. Now, how many precincts are there with Chicago PD? 22. 22 districts. My district is big enough where you can actually sit, sit uh, Cincinnati, Ohio in my dis- the district I cover. And so there's a you in every one of those districts? It's three of us in every district because the city of Chicago is the third largest city. So it's a, it's a huge city. Okay. And this is the first time in the United States that they've had a council to deal with police and, and, and be the liaison for the constituents. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this could spread to other, you know, other uh, particular states. That would be good. Sure. Because, like I say, it's, it's you know, you got a lot of a lot of people that don't like police. I love I love police. I don't have a problem with them. I mean, everyone that I've came in contact with has been good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't have a problem. But it's all about working together. Yes. You know? So um, tell us what a typical day for you in that job would look like. Well, I go to a lot of meetings. I'm dealing with a lot. Uh, it's a part-time position, but I'm dealing with, you know, a lot of beefs with people are having, and they saying, hey, this is not getting done right on my block. And, you know, uh, this officer, it was a shooting on my block. He didn't address it. Why did he address it? You know, uh, well, first of all, in Chicago, you got a shortage of police officers, about 2,000 officers down. Yep. Right. So, um you know, we need to do something about laws. Uh, if I was if I was a person to pull things together, one thing I would do is when you're talking about inner city and my dad is in the National Teachers Hall of Fame, Dr. Emil Hamperley. He taught to do Sabo High School for 40 years. Nice. Uh, I know how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. Not only do I have street smarts, I have common sense. And I didn't graduate college magnum cum laude, summa cum laude. I graduated. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, so I can deal with people. I can deal with CEOs. I'm an educated man, but I can deal with guys in the street. So that's what makes me deadly in a good way. Because yeah. most politicians don't know how to deal with all people. That's so right. They know how to deal with one person, yeah. people, and that's the rich. Yep. I've had gangbangers say, "Man, you can, you got street sense, common sense. Why don't all the other elected officials do that?" I say, "I don't know. That's just me. That's what I've." You know, my dad, my dad has a Ph.D. He made he, he's in the National Teachers Hall of Fame. He had he taught 20 students. They became doctors and they came out to Robert Taylor. Nice. So you have to be able 
if you cannot spit game from Cisco to Maine mm-hmm. and, and get to that and, and get to the root cause and helping people, you're not gonna be able to do your job. Because everybody is not going to everybody is not going to, you know, ha- come from a family of gold. Yeah. You know, some of these people come from the hard knocks life. So sure. you gotta be able to relate. Sure. So do you and get- I think so, I, I think some of these companies too, not to change the subject, I think they need to be put and some of the, instead of going downtown, some of these um, Fortune 500 companies need to be put in the hood. Yeah. What I mean by that is these kids need to be able to see that I can work at Google yep. or see that I can do this. Because you got some kids, they've never been downtown Chicago. So if you can't see what you can become, it becomes hard. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you got to, you got to, you, sometimes you got to bring it to them. Yes. Bring these locations to them. Yep. I I was married to DEA, and that was one of the things he always talked about. He said, you've got all these young people that don't believe they're going to live past 25, 30 anyway. So they might as well live high, fast, a lot of money, whatever. And, yeah, you know, I never thought about what you're talking about, but that would be a really good solution. Absolutely. For example, myself and a senator, Willie Preston, who came out of Eaglewood, I was with him last night. Uh, amazing guy. He took about 50 or 60 kids to the Phil of Dreams. Totally blew their mind. And I'm still getting calls from parents like, why, why aren't all the other politicians doing it? And I keep telling them, <laughs> you can't judge everybody the same. Right. All I know is we workaholics. Yep. I have a respect for him because this guy's constantly knocking on doors, telling people, hey, you know, what can I do to make this district better? He's just not out there during election time. I mean, he's out there at seven, eight o'clock at night knocking on people's doors, mm-hmm. and he's already won. So that's that's the thing. If it, it, it doesn't see, people have to understand. It's not me. It's we. Mm-hmm. All hands on deck yes. to turn this around. It's not going to take one person. It's going to take all of us. Whether you're a gangbanger, lawyer, policeman, sure, whatever your whatever your title is, it's going to be we, yep. not me. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's what we got to get, and and, and got, we have to get politicians to understand that. Are they uh, taking notice? Are they taking notice yeah. though? Are they going, hey, this guy's got something we don't have, and we want it, so we're going to try this? Well, you you can have you can have some people that have a form of jealousy. Yeah, because they don't. They're only coming out during uh, when it's time to get. Oh, we're freezing up a little bit. Position mm-hmm. um, side. So, hey, Mark, we froze froze up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead with what you were saying, though. Go ahead. So so I was saying that um, they say, why can't all the other politicians are reachable like you? I mean, I get my number out on my card, Mm -hmm. and people have called my number and said, well, I I thought this was a dummy number. No, it's not dummy. This is Mark. (laughs) You know? They call me, they say, well, you know, I'm calling you district councilman. No, you don't have to call me. Just call me Mark. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm comfortable for who I am. I don't need that. I don't need it. Yep. You know, my dad has got a PhD and he, he was in the national. He got pissed off when people called him doctor. He's like, no, just call me Emil. Yep. I know who I am. You don't have to say that. I'm yeah. just a normal. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to be. What's a normal the, guy that helps me. That's all I want to be. What's the biggest hurdle you see, other than short staffing, obviously, uh, what's the biggest hurdle between law enforcement and the community? Well, we got to, well, what we have to do is, I think that a lot of officers need to go be trained in a city this big. Like when people come from 
you know, areas that are like concrete jungles. They need to be trained to understand that a lot of these kids, and I'm not making excuses, if you don't know who your mom and dad is, yeah. you're going to be angry. Sure. Thank God that I had a mom and dad because what they did, they put may nots on me. It may go away, they may not. They kicked my butt. <laughs> and that's when it turned out right. Yeah. Because my dad literally said, son, if you go to jail, I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to say it slowly. If you go to jail, you are on your own. Because my dad walked. My dad walked five miles to school every day. He grew up with McAvers. Uh He had, you couldn't even put the word, my dad was P.O. He wasn't even poor, just poor. You couldn't even say he didn't have anything. Not a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. So I tell, <sighs> Mark, we froze up again. If you, that, and we, yeah, oh, okay. Hang on. We froze up just after you said that your dad was Poe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, he grew up in uh, in the Fed, Mississippi. Um, towards Alcorn State, Mississippi, where uh, Steve McNair went. A lot of people haven't heard of the university, but Steve McNair, the quarterback. I went to college with him, and I knew him personally. Good guy. Yeah. So it's um, you know, it's 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 just uh, we got a long way to go, but I think things can be done. And we all come together. We, I, think it, I can think it can happen. One of the things we get frustrated by, because we've been trying to get into Chicago to train law enforcement to try to help with a lot of the issues that we know are there for mental wellness, sleep deprivation, those kinds of things. And the program we have is very unique. We, I, we teach all over the country. And we've been told nobody else is teaching what we teach. It's about helping officers have uh, better sleep, physiologically be in balance through vitamins and well, minerals. You, you've, had, you've had a couple of officers here in Chicago that, that have committed suicide. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all I could do is, I mean, if you show you, give me your information or send me some cards in the mail, I'll see what I can do to try to get you in front of uh, some some people that, you know, are uh, decision makers. Great. Because, you know, we but, the, the suicide prevention that's being taught is truly intervention well once a once a police officer is already at the state of, of threatening suicide is jobs in jeopardy but what we do is actually prevent them from getting to a place where you have to intervene and actually like i say it's a tough job mm -hmm. i used to exterminate the federal joint i used to exterminate the county it's not the easy job when you got inmates saying i want to kill you do this you hear that every day when you hear that negativity it starts getting into into your soul yes yes and it's not good. Yep. Yep. Locked up again. We locked up again. Are, are you there, Mark? We're going to mark a time for Joel. 14.49. Can you hear us, Mark? Hey, there. Yeah. Okay, can you hear us now? We're locked. We keep locking up. Oh. How much time did we get? Oh, we lost him. Maybe he's coming back in. Admit, hit admit. 
So he's coming back in at what, let's mark what time we try. Let's see if we get back on. Joel should be able to see in the. Oh, oh in the thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. What is that blue thing? I, I don't ever remember seeing that. It's weird. I mean, this one is like just frozen in here. Uh huh. There, there it is. we go. Hang on, we don't have any sound we're, on your oh, end. Oh, there yeah, you go. Okay, now yeah. we we got you back. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It just I don't know uh, what's going on at downtown. It's a lot of I don't know if it has something to do with the construction going on. I have no idea. <laughs> Happens in Phoenix <laughs> too. Um, one yeah. thing I want to ask you, you know, I think in most places, uh, Chicago, big cities and stuff, there's a perception that the public really doesn't support law enforcement. I don't really think that's true. I just think that they're not the most vocal group. Is that true in Chicago? Well, some people don't support it, um, but it's a lot of people that, that do. Mm -hmm. um, you got a situation where, you know, um, uh, the crime in Chicago, it, it's bad. It is bad. Um, but, I mean, I found out that, I mean, statistically, uh, I've got fraternity brothers. I got a fraternity brother that's the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson is, is worse than Chicago per capita in terms of killings. Wow. So, um, and that's that's a stat. I have a fraternity brother. He's the mayor of there. So, yep. um, what, what we have to do is somehow invest in we got to get the trades back in schools in Chicago because uh, some of the schools don't have trades because mm -hmm. every kid is not going to go to college. Right. So I mean, my thing is, if you get the trades back in school where a guy could be a plumber, yes, electrician or something like that, I think that will help because my dad actually hit one of his younger brothers. He got a trade. Mm -hmm. My dad has got a Ph.D. The guy with the trade end up. He was a, he was a millionaire. Yep. He just had a trade. So. Trades make money. Sure. It's in it's in the Bible. And I, it's your technical word for your hands to call your phalanges. Mm -hmm. If you're good with your hands, you'll never go broke. Sure. If you're a mechanic, if you're anything, a carpenter, you always have money coming in. You're good with your hands. It's needed. It's simple as that. It's right in the Bible. Well, you know, like I say, we make things hard. It's really easy. Well, and that's some <laughs> people's <laughs> gift. You know, is, yeah. is yeah. to work with their hands, and if there's nothing available to help them develop that skill, right. then what are they right. supposed to do? And they may not even realize that they have that skill. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, my daughter was, goes to Kenwood. Uh, yeah, my daughter, my wife and I could send our daughter to a private school. We sent her to Kenwood High School, which is a public school, and it's a real good public school. But I told her, in life, you're going to be coming around all walks of Old dogs. You're going to be coming around CEOs. 
you're going to be coming around all a plethora of different people. You got to know how to deal with people. That's right. See, if you're just coming around, if you're just dealing with the people that CEOs, what happens when you're around people that are not? You yep. don't know how to handle yourself. And, and, and like I tell kids when I do games, I always have a speech for them. When I, after I finish the game, I say, I need you guys, both teams, to listen to me. This is what I do. Most, no, because in life, this is a learning lesson. This is a great learning lesson because everything is not going to go your way. Now, your parents might be telling you lies, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Everything <laughs> is not going to go your way. It's all about wiping yourself off and going to the next game. Yes. I'm different. Most refs are not going to do that. They're going to get off the field and leave. I've had parents say, I really, that's what I do. I'm just giving you what life is about. Um, and we need to tell our kids this is what life is about. Instead of having them in la-la land. Thinking everything is going to be perfect because it's not. Well, you have to learn from your mistakes, right. but you got to commit the mistakes right. to learn from them. So I tell, even when my daughter played sports, Dad, that was a bad call. I don't have nothing to do with that. Yep. Bottom line is that's what he called. Yep. As long as that person doesn't, doesn't put his hands on you or curses you out, we're good. Sure. We're good. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's my philosophy. Everybody has a different philosophy. Yeah. So do you meet yeah. with. And I, and I, uh, groups like, do you bring the police and the community together and you facilitate things yeah, like that? Yeah, once a month. Once a month. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the guys. He's the chairman. His name is, uh, we have uh, the nominating guy. His name is um, uh, Al Ketchatolo. Then we have Jason Huff. He's uh, um, like the chairman. He, uh, We all meet together uh, once a month at different places throughout the city because we actually, uh, we got 250,000 people that we, you know, try to stay in contact with and let them know what we do. Mm -hmm. so, you know, this is a huge, like I say, a huge uh, district. I mean, you can put Cincinnati, Ohio in our district. So that lets you know that, the, the, I mean, uh, you know, square footage and the mileage is it's a big district. Yeah. It's very big and diverse. Now, are you elected yeah. or appointed? Elected. Okay. Yeah. And I how often? Yeah, I was elected. I knocked uh, every four years. So I knocked out one day. And I told my wife I'm about to run for office. She's like, "You 50 something, you gonna run?" I said, "Absolutely." She said, "Why would you do that? You don't you don't know anybody politically." I, I'm gonna do it because my 103 year old grandfather always told me. He said, "Son, if you never get in the game, you've already lost." Yep, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that's that's what made it. I don't have I don't feel bad. I, and I look at politics different. Whether you win or lose, to me, you're still a winner. Sure. Because it takes guts to run. Right. It takes guts. Absolutely. Um, it's not an easy thing. Um, I was in. I was just running for state rep, and I pulled out the, the office. Um, it was three of us running, and I pulled out the office. Um, and uh, you know, it's, this is not the last time um, you're going to hear from Mark Campbell. No, <laughs> um, I think I have a lot to give to society um, because it's not about me anyway. It's about the Lord and the people. Can we nominate you for mayor? Can we get you to run for mayor? Yeah. Uh, if they, if they, if they ever decide, if you know, I don't know if they could handle me because I guess I'm not a yes man. <laughs> I, I kind of think I'm more of a person that I do what's right. I'm not going to do what's wrong. That's, that's why right. we want yeah, you. That's, that's why we want you to be mayor. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do things just for political reasons. Yeah. I don't. If, if I'm not going to do something for somebody, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. like I told you, I said I will be on this on this podcast. I, I don't lie about things. I'm busy, but when I tell somebody I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And and my daughter knows that because she promised a young lady one time 
some clothes. Her mom had cancer, and you know, I mean, we had extra clothes for my my wife and I well to do, and um, she thought she was just gonna sleep in bed. And she, I, I got her up at ten thirty at night. Say we're gonna drop these clothes off. You promise. <laughs> and the reason I did that is because you have to be accountable for everything. Exactly. Yes. If you're not gonna be accountable, keep your mouth shut. Absolutely. <laughs> keep your mouth shut. And that's the key here. But it everybody. I'm different than most politicians. If you're lazy, I don't want to be around you. Yep. And everybody I, has to be I, accountable. I, I don't care if you're the president. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If you're lazy, I do not want to be around you. Get away from me. So what are y'all really working on right now? What's your big big push right now you're trying to accomplish? Well, the big accomplish, this is something new that's ever happened. Um, a police district count, yeah. It's to change mentalities. Get the police to start working with the uh, constituents, the constituents to work with the police. Get more young people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, to let them know that just because that's a police officer doesn't mean he's a bad person. I know some great ones out here that, you know, if you ask them to help you, they literally help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what if you got you young people to, doing ride-alongs or people in the community doing more ride-alongs? I think I think that's something that needs to happen. Like, I'm talking like while they're in, if it's not grammar school and high school, that's mm-hmm. one of your that's one of your requirements to graduate. You got to do three ride-alongs. Nice. <laughs> that would definitely change so some perspectives. Yeah. Right, because you, because what I like to like I tell people, you, you know, they they say, well, I know how you feel about death or losing a loved one. I tell people, be careful with that. You don't know how it feels until your your shoe until your feet is in the fire. Yeah, right. I tell that people all the time. You're you're what you're doing is shadow box. Yeah, until your feet is in the fire, then then reality hits you. Yep, I agree. You don't know how you go. Yeah. So a lot of people say all this. And, you know, I know how. No, no, no. Not until you're in that situation. Yeah, that's yeah, our big I'll, push with mental health yeah. people working with right. police. They need to get out and do ride-alongs. They need to do firearms training. They need to understand what is going on in order to be able to talk to them and relate to them. Right. Right. So, I mean, like in Chicago, a lot of people don't understand, constituents, that if you catch a young man with a gun in the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. they have to uh, call the state's attorney and let the state's attorney decide what's going to happen to this young man. Uh, I, I told the state's attorney, I think that needs to be more transparent. Let everybody know because they don't, a lot of constituents don't know if you catch a guy with a gun, the, uh, you know, with the rules and regs on that. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm a councilman, but I think it, it's just like COVID. Um, I think the biggest thing the federal government made to me and my personal opinion was they told everybody, okay, go get the shot. But I think they should have said it more of this. Hey, be transparent. If you get the shot, what it's going to do, I can't say that, you know, I hope you make it, but this is something, it's like a seatbelt on you. Yep. It's a seatbelt on you to let you know that, hey, if you got this, it's a better chance of living than dying. Mm -hmm. You know, be transparent. Tell the truth. Right. The truth. People, (laughs) I mean, stop living this la-la land fairy tale stuff just tell it like it is and let and people then, make their I own decisions and like but yeah stop doing that's the private life we, we we evade things tell the truth yep either somebody's going to accept it or they're not no doubt yeah, wow uh, again, so I, I i you know a lot of people we we, we you know we making this thing like nuclear physics and it's not yes. it's simple <laughs> it's really simple it is i agree with you it, <laughs> so yeah I, I i don't get i don't get it but hey i'm 
I'm just a humble servant. That's all Mark Hamblin is. Well, that we need I'm more like you all over this country, yeah. not just in Chicago, yeah. um, because yeah. then we could make a difference. Right. And that's what it's about. I think, you know, even when you're the president of who you are, I don't care who you are. I think the president needs to go to the hood and talk to people. Yep. Come out and go to what you don't. You, you're president for four. You, you get four years. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that you should be obligated to do. Go in the hood. Talk to these people. I would say you can do it once a year. You just pick a city. Sure. I, one, one city and you go there and you stay there for, I don't know, three, four hours. Talk to these people. Mm hmm. You know, but it's a form of it comes to, I hate to say, well, politics, whatever you are. Well, I can't do that. I'm too good for that. Yep. No, I mean, you got to show these people that, you know, hey, you at least care. Sure. Right. You know, um, but like I say, I, I know I would do it if I was that that person. I would go out there and at least say something to, to some individual um, to, to give them some inspiration. We're going to start um, making signs. Mark Hamlin for, for mayor of Chicago. We're going to start putting that out in the universe. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a humble servant. I'm glad you all had me. You all are down to earth. I, I, you know, you all are really good people. I, I hope I can meet you one day when I'm in Arizona. Well, that or we want to get to Chicago. Exactly. Yeah, I'll be there in, uh, I'll be there in March because I got to do a baseball tournament. So I would love to, you know, see if I can link up with you guys. Well, let's get you yep. in studio. Uh, are you going to be in the Phoenix area in March? Yeah, I'll be in the Phoenix area in March. I got to do a baseball tournament. Uh, they have it every year. So I'll either be in Scottsdale or somewhere. I'll, I'll usually I'm out there for usually for like a weekend. Okay. Maybe yeah. Like I usually leave out. I, I do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then come out, come back Sunday. Yeah, let's. Uh, if you yep. can send us those dates, we'll right. get you in studio. Um, yep. Either before on the front end, back end, middle, whenever you have time, and because we're right here in Mesa, and we'd love but, to yeah, get you I in do, studio. I would love to get your. I would love to get your information, but I would like to, you know, the superintendent of police. I would like to let him know what you guys are doing, and and to let him know, don't have a wall up. Because these officers need all the help they can get. Right. Yes. Well, I can send you all that. It's a stressful job. Yeah, it's a stressful job. And we will send it to you. You know, one of the things we tell them, too, is that we have a money-back guarantee. If the officers say they didn't learn new stuff, we uh, expenses have to be covered, but the the training fee itself, which right. isn't outrageous, we'll reimburse it. And in 32 years of teaching, almost 32 years, I've never had a department ask for their money back. Yeah, they need. I, I mean, I hear a lot of them say, "Hey, I'm stressed out when mm-hmm. I talk to them." Um, you know, I feel like you know, hey, uh, when when I lock this person up, they get right back out. You know, and 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 you know that that takes a toll on you. You know, you lock you lock them up for the right thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they get re- released, and now they're waving at you and teasing you. You know, that's not a <laughs> yeah, that's not a good. That's that's you know, a whole that, nother reform that needs to be done. Well, you know, and 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 families, families are impacted because they yeah, yeah. see and the that's, uh, one thing I can say about Arizona. I went there, yeah, yeah, and I hello, yes, yeah, yeah we're here. Hello, can you hear us? Yeah, okay. okay, I thought it froze. Yeah, I can hear you now. I was going to say that um, I've been in I've been in a situation where. I've been carjacked in 1994, mm-hmm. and my dad was carjacked. It's not—it's not a good feeling. I can tell you that now. Sure. Um, because you're you're helpless. Thank God, you know, I didn't get back in the car because they were trying to get me back in my vehicle. Uh, they were going to kill me. 
I mean, they had guns. They, you know, um, thank God I got out of the situation. Sure, sure. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't get out of the situation. Yeah. Um, I, I know my our senator, our senator Willie Preston, who was a great guy. He signed a bill where um, uh, if you get if a person of these ve- these vehicles that have like technology to be able to find you know, where this vehicle is going, you mm-hmm. know, after they carjacked. Right. So he signed a bill and, and, and it's a law. So, you know, that these, com- these, these companies have to, or these car manufacturers have to give that information out, you know, because um, it's, you know, it's, it's pertinent, you know, cause when, you know, we, the main thing is trying to catch these, these, these criminals when yes. they do this. Right. Yes. Accountability. And, and I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad he signed, got that bill signed. And um, I can honestly say he's the first Senator that I've ever met in Chicago that, and I'm 51 years old, that's always in the community. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me because I mean, I'm, I'm like in shock. I'm, I've never seen a Senator just walk up and down the street at all times of night. I've, I've never seen that. Well, it's yeah. important. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I haven't, it's, it's still, it's, it's amazing to me. It's almost like, you know, like I'm dreaming because I've, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Well, we know you're a busy man, and um, we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get. If you'll send us those dates, we'll send you all of our information. Tom's got all that, right. and we'll get you okay. in studio in March. And oh yeah, and and uh, definitely send some information because yeah. I'll uh, I want to pass it along to to the superintendent uh, when I do see him. Like, hey, okay, you guys need to take a look at this. Yes, you know, we'd appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Um, and, and see and see if, you know, he's interested and, you know, at least pass some numbers. I'd say, hey, take give these people a, a minute, you know, yeah. a, a, a little time to you before you say no. Yep. Take a look at it. You yep. know, you I, know, and you make your decision. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, we we yeah. appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. You only have a couple of things you got going on, I'm sure here. <laughs> and uh... uh, yeah, But no, it's you know what? It's not. Again, I'm different. You can honestly say you met a politician that it cares about people. Yep. I, you know, I take the time that actually when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Well, we appreciate you know, that. And, 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 and like I say, I cut people quick. You know, if, you, if you're if you not about business with me, you're done with me. I'm old school. Yep. I can't. No, I can't. I can't deal with those excuses. Excuses are for those that make them. Time's too <laughs> valuable. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't need that negativity. Once I figure out who you are, I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. Well, yeah. We'll God you, bless you. You too. And have a amazing holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Be careful up oh, there. Yeah. Stay warm and get your information to us for March and we'll get you in studio. Okay, yeah. I would I would greatly appreciate that. Yep. And like I say, pass it, send your I don't know if um you got my information, but if you want I don't know, did you want to get my address so you can send that stuff to me or I can I can email yeah, we can email everything, everything to you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Email it, and then. But I want if you got some cards when I see them, at least I can I have something to give to him. Yes, and then the email um, when y'all email do that exchange, then he, okay. Tom will get your address and drop some stuff in the mail. We'll send you an under the shield hat and a couple okay. of things too. And uh, so yeah, so we'll get that email out to you uh, hopefully in the next day or two. Yep. God bless. It was a pleasure talking to you. Y'all are really, really uh, uh, great people. I must say great. Yeah. Well, you too. You too. And we will look forward to meeting you in March. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks again. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right. So little little difficult here yeah. on the reception end. Apparently, Chicago has the same problems downtown Phoenix has. We haven't got real good Internet reception all the time. I don't understand that. I can be out in the middle of the desert, nothing there but right. cactus and got internet service but not right in downtown we could be driving to kingman in the middle of nowhere <laughs> no hopi tribe oh, that's even, yeah, going that's up to the... hopi nation yeah and have internet and cell service but downtown phoenix nah not no, gonna happen uh-uh. uh, but yeah we'll have a lot more questions and stuff for yes. him in studio and uh so we'll we'll carry this on because i think it is a neat concept it is that he has and it could really make a huge difference, especially if they had one exactly of his personality in all those precincts, right? Uh, to pull this stuff together. And and I think I did like his idea of having students as part of your requirement to graduate. You have to do ride alongs. That would change. I it would open people's eyes to what's really going on. Well, too. I guarantee you, these people, <coughs> this, these young kids that are thinking cops are bad. They get out here and see what a cop has to deal with. And these kids are going to be going, man, I'd be kicking his ass. I wouldn't just be standing there talking. Oh, really? It's called education on on the job training. And and then you realize, oh, you just can't do that? (laughs) Right. Because I think there's too much misconception about what officers do. Because they only get that two-second video. Exactly. And there's a lot more before it and a lot more after it and a lot more in the peripheral. Yes. That. Again, I don't understand how we can have – I can have a camera in my house that I can look around a room to see my dog, but on a body cam, we can't move it around unless the officer's moving. It yeah. just has to look straight in. Well, yeah. like we had ones for our, our helmets that you could put on your helmet. Right. Um, but it still just gets where you're looking. Right. It's only where you're looking. So if something, if you're looking one direction and something comes up on your blind side, then you don't see that either. It doesn't get that. Right. And that's that's the whole thing. It's all. You know, we need that camera system like you have in your car that is above you no looking lie. all around you. Watching the whole area. <laughs> Absolutely. And no, I am not promoting these First Amendment auditors getting out here and video and everything. I don't know who you people are. But you you pushed my buttons the wrong way this week. Didn't even know you existed. Now, yeah, well, that ain't. Now the, you're on the list. Yeah, yeah, and you don't get off that list. Uh, but that ain't the video, and we're talking about. So right. y'all don't don't get hung up on that. But anyway, you want to wrap us up here? Yes. Um, again, we are here for you twenty four seven. If there's ever anything that we can do for you at Under the Shield. Do not hesitate to reach out. I know it's a tough phone call to make when you're in the dark times. um, But once you make that phone call, life can be so much better. You can reach us on our, I almost said toll free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I started something. (laughs) Young people going toll free. What the hell is toll free? You don't have to pay a toll. You used to have to pay for this stuff, people. Y'all have no idea. But you can reach us at 855-889-2348. Hit extension one, and you will get somebody. Stay on the line because it's going to ring, and if the that stress coach is not available, it will go to the next one. So it will travel around to a couple different stress coaches, but you will get somebody. You don't have to leave a voice message on that. If you want to reach Susan directly on that, 
but through that number, you can hit extension two, or she would say, call myself. <laughs> call myself, because I don't know when I'm, I, I'm not technologically advanced at my age, so I don't always get those voicemails. But my cell number is 334-324-3570, and the best and fastest way, text me if the sun's up, call me if the sun is down. And then if you hit extension three, you'll get David Cohen in Alabama, who's our counterpart down there, taking care of all our Alabama folks and our Southern folks, I guess. Yeah, the whole Southern region. Uh, and then if you want to reach me um, at that through that extensions, I am number four, or you can call me on my cell phone at 480-861-6574. Again, uh, this is for all first responders. Uh, whether you're police, fire, we also include military, veterans, and the families who are often left in the dark and wondering, who can I call for help? And that's dispatch, that's detention, corrections, right. everybody exposed to the hard parts of the job. Exactly. Uh, we are here for you, and, and, and we have somebody that has lived your shoes, uh, your lifestyle, so we can put you in contact with, you know, if you're a spouse, we can put you in touch with a spouse. If you're a SWAT officer, we can put you in touch with a SWAT officer. Yeah, we're not we're not a referral service. Everybody is at Under the Shield. It's all of the stress coaches here. And, and the nice thing is when you call our 855 number, you hit extension one, we do not have your phone number. So if you're talking to one of us, we get disconnected. You have to call us back because we do not have your phone number. Uh, anonymity is is what we're all Key. about. So we are safe for you. Mm -hmm. So give us a call if we can ever help you out. Um, come back and see us uh, next next week, week whatever that is. We'll, we're all confused here. Yeah, but we're kind of at the end of our holidays here and trying to get starting the new year. Figuring episodes out done, and I'm in the middle of a move that popped up from nowhere. <laughs> and yeah, I don't have enough to do in my life, so I right. needed to add that to it. But yes. But we appreciate all of you out there, all the sacrifices that you make. That's why we're here. That's what we do. Why we do what we do. I agree. So uh, God bless you. God bless you know, your families and this great nation. And come back to see us next week.